This week's podcast was um, September 4th, 2018. Sat down with my boy, uh, Miles, and it got super deep. Hopefully, it's not uh, too crazy for everybody. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed. I'm going to start bringing them to you guys more consistent. I apologize once again. A lot of stuff's been going on. been busy. I'll update you guys on it for sure. Um, but for now, uh, listen to it and give me some feedback. Hope you guys like it. Peace. He's back. Here with my boy that I've been wanting to get on for a long time, Miles. What's up? We got a bunch of beer, some hookah, and chilling. So we're just going to talk randomly about everything, especially what he got going on. So introduce yourself, my boy. Well, you know me, I'm not much of a social talker, you know. It's full of shit, we've been talking three hours. Yeah, but when, <clears throat> when it comes to putting stuff out there for other people to hear, it's, it's like... Instant combo, you know. So I have to try to work work through that my my issues I got, you know. For those that don't know me, I got a little bit of mental mental battle, battle. Yeah, battle. You know, I I, I suffer from depression, PTSD, uh, anxiety, and panic disorder. So just past. Past couple years, I'm gonna say maybe like three years, have been rough and uncensored beard has been there through. <laughs> you can say Anthony. Yeah, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anthony's been there through the ups and downs. So you know, it's it. This has been a while in the making. This this podcast. <clears throat> Fucking eight years in the making. I've been trying to make this podcast. Yeah, been lazy. You know, but so how do you? Let's see, for other people out there that might listen to it. So how do you deal with a, let's say, when you're down? Well, I, I'm not the, well, I'm the poster boy of bad uh, coping mechanisms, I should say. No, because you write really good shit. Yeah, uh, I, I like to write poetry. That That's my main outlet, poetry. But I, I tend to have these rage... Rage bursts where I punch concrete walls, break mirrors, put holes in my wall, you know, and that's where I say that I have the the, the negative uh, coping mechanisms. Hmm. You know, my my writing <clears throat> helps to a degree, but sometimes that isn't enough, you know. And you feel like you got a better hold of it now than three years ago? I, I do, but then at times I feel like I'm moving in reverse. So like one step forward, ten step back type of thing? Sometimes, yeah. Especially now that after my after turning 26 and not having insurance, not being able to see my, my therapist or, mm-hmm. you know, by October, if I don't have insurance, I'm going to be out of my medication so um, it, I, I, I fear that I'm going to relapse. Yeah, go back to square one, you know, and I don't want to be that person again because that was a very dark, dark place where I really didn't see any point in the day to day life, anything. Yeah, you know, at least now. You know, I might wake up in a bad mood and then something will make me feel better. You know, like watching a show or, you know, when my sister gets home from work. He you likes know. One Tree Hill, guys. So yeah. Well, uh, well, it I'm was... tag him in the link in the description and everything else so you guys can follow him <laughs> if you want to. 
It was me, my brother, and then I think seven other girls growing <clears throat> up. Oof. So we grew up more feminine than masculine, you know. Oh, right there, you got a thousand fans, bro. Yeah. So you know, it's not I, the typical manly man. Yeah. I I like poetry. I like romance movies. What's uh, the best romantic movie? This oh, is gonna be cliche. Don't, don't say a notebook. Yep, notebook. Walk to remember is better. <laughs> yeah, walk to no. Those two top top two. By far, you know. What about, um, what about the theory of everything? Honestly, that you know, I, I, really, haven't, you I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen the whole way through. Ooh, that movie's phenomenal. But there's a movie on Netflix that is produced by um, uh, Chris Evans mm-hmm. called uh, "Before We Go." That's a really good movie. Oh, I've passed by it a bunch of times. It, it's really good. He mm. he he acts in it. He directs it and everything. It's that's a really good show. Um, I have to check that out. Is it a show or a movie? It's a movie. Sorry, yeah, movie. There's a there's a few, you know, and there's a few country sh- movies mm-hmm. on on Netflix that I watched. Um, you know what I never watched that I heard was good? The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, that's a great movie. I never watched it. I don't like crying. I don't like getting emotional. Well, um, I'm the opposite of you. I have no. Me before you. Never saw it. Even though we talked about it a bunch, I never watched it. Especially now after everything. That is in the top three with Notebook and Ooh. Walk to Remember. Right, I'm going to watch it tonight. That and Love Rosie. Love you Rosie. You told me about Love yeah, Rosie. Love it's Rosie's, the same guy. It's a little, yeah, same guy, but it's a more comedic. Mm. You know, it's not, not as sad. Me before you is sad. It's a sad movie. You know, but it's it has its funny scenes. and, and It's turned boring, bro. I'm getting old. You know, like I like watching documentaries. No, I I like documentaries too. Don't get me wrong, but with with all my emotional stuff, I like mm-hmm. to feel like I'm not alone. So when I see movies like that, even though I know it's it's fiction, mm-hmm. it's still it's something I could relate <clears throat> to. Well, all movies are based on facts. Yeah, there's you know, someone out there going through going that through. situation as weird and crazy. I mean, as long as it's not like Independence Day or some bullshit movie. Yeah. You know, they're going through it somewhere. There's some secret agents somewhere doing some shit, you know, like CIA shit. There's a love story that's, you know, that seems crazy, you know. There's some guy out there that married his fucking love of his life that's dying in three months and shit, you yeah. know, like a walk to remember. Yeah. You know, so going, I feel like kind of the way I was brought up kind of sculpted me to be a little bit more sensitive towards things. Mm-hmm. And then not having the best relationship with my dad growing up and all that kind of pushed me into this direction that I am in now. Yeah, because your dad's like the old school manly man. Yeah. Work. Exactly. Fucking you know, do. chill. Like when I get home, dinner's made. Mm-hmm. I sit down and watch my show. And that's it. You know, he, he comes home. He, go, he goes to work at 5 in the morning, comes home at 7. He'll eat dinner, watch TV, go to bed for 10. Do it again. You know? <clears throat> but then growing up, it was like you see all these TV shows and movies where fathers and sons are playing catch together and stuff like that. And one of these memories I have with him is just back out here. We go outside to throw the football around. Mm-hmm. And we're throwing it. You know, he throws it to me. I, I, I miss it. So I go get the ball. I throw it to him. But... I'm, I'm young, so I don't have aim or mm-hmm. strength. So, you know, he has to go get the ball. 
Then we do it again. And by like the second or third time, he gets frustrated. And he's like, you know what? Forget this. And he goes back inside to watch TV. You know? But, you know, in our era, we had Sandlot. We had all those <coughs> movies where it was bonding. And, you know, that's what I, I kind of thought it was supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. So when it wasn't like that, it put that distance between us. And then me and him are so alike when it comes to our mental, like how we have like a, a, a hairpin trigger with, mm-hmm. with anger, that we bump heads a lot. That we get into arguments very easily and stuff like that. Yeah, like, there's like a time limit for yeah. hanging out and then you're over it. Yeah, just like when we were in the house just now, like when you guys were talking... You know, I, I really wasn't saying much because I, since everything happened that night where me and him got into an argument where I did my stupid shit, mm-hmm. we really haven't talked much. The most we talk is when he gets home, I'll say hi, he says hi, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll come out here or I'll go back up to my room and that's the most we, we, we talk. Engage. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we, we, we've gone, <coughs> we've gone months like this before. Uh, when I got back from the military the first time, things were good between us. We could actually have conversations. We were, everything got better. But then it just kind of. Yeah, probably because he's like, he's a military man now. You yeah. Know, like, we were able to connect on certain things, you know? Hmm. But now it kind of reversed back into how it used to be, where we just don't, we don't get along. Well, the good thing is while you're alive, at least, you can fix shit. Yeah. Until you're dead, you really can't fix nothing. Or you're dying. Yeah. At least while you're alive, you could fucking mench. Well, you can try, you know. I don't know. Sometimes shit is too far gone. But you're still good for now. Yeah. No, no. You know, but, you know, my my, my parents have been talking about getting divorced ever since I was, since I was 18. And then, uh, I want to say maybe two weeks ago, me and my mom went out for lunch um, and she was telling me how my dad was like, he doesn't think I love him anymore because of what happened that night. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't talking to him and stuff. And she she was saying that uh, she thinks that he's finally coming to terms that that they're growing apart. That they might eventually, you know, that they might <coughs> soon actually call it call it quits or whatnot. Mm. And how long they been together? Well, my sister's 22, so 22 years. Wow. Yeah. But they... 22 years, I'm 26. So that first four years, when I was born, they weren't together. Mm. They got they got back together maybe a year before my sister was born. And then they got married when they found out my sister... Was, my mom was pregnant, I mean. Mm. My mom was pregnant when they got married. You know, so... And then... I've been giving it a thought, like, if they end up splitting up, and I know, I always said that if they end up splitting up, I'm going with my mom, like, mm-hmm. either with her, or my sister says she wants to have her own place by next April, or I'm moving with my sister, you know? And I might just end up taking my, my first last name back, because my, my last name is hyphenated. Mm. It's Ishmael James, Amy Ramirez. Mm. I'm I, I'm thinking about just dropping the Ramirez part because it's his. Because it's his, and then also no one else in my family is a Ramirez. 
Well, my, I'm the my, only Roman left. Yeah, my my dad is Ramirez because of his biological father. Mm. My his his sister, his brother, the Marrero. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the only Ramirez. Mm. You know, so it's kind. Of, and then you know, Tanner and his younger brother and whatnot. They're married. <clears throat> so that's his dad's side, which we never... That wasn't my grandfather growing up. Yeah. I would you still know. keep it, though, for him. Yeah. It, it depends how the relation, how our relationship is when it comes down to that point. You know? And then he always used to say to me, you can't be, you can't be a man and so, under someone else's roof. Hmm. You know? So while I'm living here, in his eyes, I'm still a kid. Mm. Because I can see that it's his household, so he's the man of the house. I'm just living here. I'm the kid. So mm. you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't so, deal with that. I was the only man, so like, yeah, you, you know, you, I had you, to take care of Miguel and like, you know, be the man of the house, take out the garbage, do all that, do too. all the manly shit from a young age. Yeah, which robbed me of my childhood. What? Well, no, well, I, <laughs> I I did those stuff too, but to him, since it it's not a job, mm. it wasn't, you know. Yeah. School was my job, and I never did good in school, so I was very failing in his eyes from there. You know, <clears throat> so was he a good student? He he was, I guess for his time, yeah. You know, my mom was a straight A student, and I was never a straight A student, not till my senior year. Yeah, see, no, my my dad wasn't straight A's, but he was the the average student, mm-hmm. I would say. You know, not failing classes, not. Not, you know, top of the class, but... Middle. Yeah. Middle. yeah. Where me, I got kicked out of my first high school because my GPA was so low. You know? So, and and with my dad, to him, if he doesn't see you doing it... You're not doing you're it. You're not doing it. Mm. So, even if I was studying, but and he you didn't... you told him, yeah. And, but he didn't see me studying, to him, I didn't study. Mm. So, even if I failed a test, but I did study for it... To him, I didn't try, and I was, you know, take, you know, taking things for granted or however he portrayed. So it's that, crazy, like the tricks that like mind plays on you. Like you gotta, especially now, I'm learning that you gotta take a step back and like see reality, like the real reality. Yeah. Not like what you think you see, because like it changes your perspective. If you just take one step to the left, one step to the right, everything changes. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it really is, you know. Because there's a lot of people that go through the same stuff that I go through or that you, you've experienced, but no one has the same, um, same feelings towards those experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, like someone could gone through what I went through with Orlando, with John, and it could have made them stronger. Yeah, like, that's a crazy story. I don't know if you want to tell it. Yeah. Well, it's... it's I mean, I still, it's crazy. It's one of those stories. Yeah, well, it, it, I don't want to say it's a lack, my lack of judge of character because I still see John as a good person. Mm-hmm. He just made bad choices. You Which know? is common in the world. And me, I, I had this... Everybody's one fuck up from a bad fucking choice or a bad situation yeah. or a bad decision, so... But I had this... This um, habit that I, I want to save people, mm. and as long as as long as you're happy, I'm happy. Yeah, I get joy from other people's happiness. 
you know? So, you know, even though what he was doing was wrong with the drugs and all that stuff, and I got caught up in the middle of it, Mm -hmm. um, and him stealing from the drug dealers and getting us both caught up in a situation where they kidnapped us, they shot us, they beat us. What was the night that all this happened again? This was... November 28th of 2017. So right after Thanksgiving. Yep. It was that. You're in Orlando. That going there Monday. For college, automotive school. Yep. We had talked about it two years prior, getting your life on track, and doing which, the damn thing. In which he was too, you know? Yeah. He, he just came from um, Connecticut. He... Worst state in the world. He, and he was doing worse in Connecticut. He was doing heroin when he was in Connecticut. You know, he just had a daughter. He moved to Orlando to... You had a kid? Yeah. Damn, his, I didn't know that. His daughter just turned four. Wow. You know, and he moved to Orlando to try to get his life back on track. He, he was getting all A's on his <clears throat> classes like I was, mm-hmm. you know, and he wasn't doing heroin, but he was in cocaine, you know, and I'm not saying it was right, but he was trying to, he was working his way down. Yeah, you know, trying to get better, but from being an addict, you can't just cut cold turkey, especially from a hardcore drug like heroin. You know, because when when I mean, you, it's fucking hard for me to cut off of like fast food and tobacco. Yeah, and like I'm an addict to that. Same thing with, with smoking the vape or you yeah. know drinking a few beers a day. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, it's a whole nother level, like of addiction. Yeah, because he would get violently sick some days where. We were both pissed, uh, pissed poor mm-hmm. that we couldn't go and get stuff. And me seeing him like that was, you know, I would rather him be high on coke than sick. Mm. You know, so I, I, I feel. Well, my <clears throat> my therapist says it's a little bit of survivor's guilt because I survived the whole ordeal. All right, so you want to take us through the ordeal? If you want, I don't want you to go yeah. like in there well, no, and like no. relive it and like panic or freak out. No, you know, t- talking about it helps. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it it helps me just get it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, especially talking with you know someone that understands it's not judgmental or you know, and even if whoever <clears throat> does this doesn't fully understand or fully agree with my my choices <clears throat> or his choices or whatnot. It, it's not like talking to a total stranger right next yeah. to me, you know. But pretty much, he he stole a pressure washer mm-hmm. from the drug dealers that we that he was buying from. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have a car, so we would always drive together. So whenever he needed to pick up stuff, you take him. I take him. So I never met the people. He would go inside. Get whatever he'd get. Come, come back out, out, yeah. And we go. But uh, he came down to South Florida with me for Thanksgiving. <clears throat> spent, the, spent the time down here with my family. I'm sorry, people have a fucking infection. Yeah, he spent time with my family. Um, I was doing the coke with him, but we used to inject it. You used it, to inject coke? Yeah. Motherfucker, you never told me that. Yeah, it was. We used to do it intravenously. So I like not sharing needles, right? No, no, no. We had separate needles. Everything was clean. Like we, whenever we would need new stuff, we would buy new rigs. You know, constantly wash things out. Like it was always sterile. 
You know what I'm saying? So you kind of fell into like his lifestyle from being around him. In a bit, yeah. Hmm. Hey, you, you never know? told me that. Yeah. And because at first we, we we would snort, but we would go through it so fast and not get the same high. Mm. So he would say, you know, it's kind of a waste. You rather, it's called banging it when you shoot it up. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, rather just bang it out. And at first, you know, I don't like needles, so I, I would never, you know. But then it's funny you don't like needles, but you have tattoos. Yeah, it's it's a different mindset, <laughs> you know, because you really don't see the blood. Because when when you when, when you shoot up when and you, you pull out, you had to you had to you had to bleed a little bit to make sure that you're in a vein. So you inject it right into a vein. Yeah. So like you, Fuck. we would find the vein like it's the opposite when you do steroids. Oh really? Yeah, you see, cannot hit a vein because if you shoot an air bubble in there, you're oh fucked. no, same thing with with shooting up. You can't do an air bubble. So what what it is? You would you put the coke in the the cap right of mm-hmm. the of the needle. You put a little bit of water. You mix it up, and then you would take like the the filter from a cigarette mm-hmm. and um, make it really dense and put that into the water. So then you would stick the needle slightly into the the cotton, and then pull it up. By you doing that, it's soaking everything into the mm. into the syringe, so you're not getting any air bubbles. So the way Shit. the way you don't get an air pocket is when you <coughs> first put it in, you draw back a little bit, mm-hmm. so you make sure that the vial fills up with blood, so you know you're in a vein, and then you shoot. And you would panic when you saw blood or something, or you didn't like no, it? No, it, at first I was like that. When I saw yeah. him doing that, I was like, no, screw that. Fuck that, yeah. You know, but then I was like, you know, yeah, you know, we're, <coughs> you know, we're saying 20 bucks on the on the bag to share between me and him, and that's two lines apiece where we could bang four, four out each because you're taking less coke, mm-hmm. but it's, it's going straight into your bloodstream. You know, and the high was more intense. I was gonna say, how's the high? The high was a, a lot, a lot cleaner. What? How, how does it feel to be high on cocaine? You just feel energized. <laughs> it's the opposite of wanting to be high. Aren't you supposed to like want to relax and like chill? Well, it depends on what kind of high you want. Heroin is a a, a depressant. Like you just you know slump down and you just. You remember those dead. old weed commercials where they'd be all deflated? And yeah. They're like Megan did weed. Yeah, and they make her look like a like uh, a Stanley. Yeah. You know. All deflated and shit. Yeah, but cocaine is a stimulant. It makes you hyper. That's why like Scarface, mm. fucking all the coke and he's One getting shot and stuff time, like that, yeah. and he's still going because he's so amped up. Yeah. So it just makes you energized and you know and it's just a a good body feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, your body gets a little warmish and stuff like that. You know, I used to fucking shoot up and do push-ups. You know, but then he he'd be like, "Bro, like, you know, this is really potent stuff. You might like have a heart attack. You like, you know, like overwork yourself." So, mm. but after we came back from Orlando, uh, he went to pick up and he went inside. And normally he's in and out, no more than five minutes. Mm-hmm. This time it's like fifteen minutes later, and I'm like, you know, something seems wrong. So you're thinking I hit it at that point, or you're like, I'm gonna go in. Well, at first, the the thought crossed my mind to just leave. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm like, you know, it's my boy. I'm not gonna just yeah. dip out my boy because honestly, I 
I, I didn't. I thought to myself, this is either gonna be really bad or just. Or he's in there talking shit. Yeah, exactly. So, knock on the door, let me in. As soon as I get inside, I turn around, I have a gun to my face, and my friend, he's on the ground in a headlock, beaten. How many guys are there? At this point, it was just two. Mm. And then the guy's girlfriend or wife or whoever she was. You know? But um, the time in the house, I don't remember too much. Uh-huh. Because after uh, after they questioned, you know, they kept on talking to my friend John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you're know, just there. Yeah, you know, and they're they're you know hitting him and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, I'll, I'll make this right. I'll go get your shit back. I'll give you mm-hmm. your money back or whatever. And the 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 guy, the drug dealer, he even looked at me. He's like, you know, I don't have a problem with you. You did nothing wrong. But since you're with him. You're guilty by association. Mm. You know? Isn't that funny? Criminals, like, taking the law into their own hands? Yeah. You know, and then... <clears throat> What's going through your mind right now in this experience? At this point, I was I was saying the same thing that John was saying. I was saying, yo, I'll take him right now. We'll go get your shit back. If you want extra money on top, I'll give, we'll give you the extra money. And you'll never see us again. Mm-hmm. You know? I just wanted to get out of there a lot. Yeah. You know? And the guy just kept on telling me, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see. You know? Which is like, no. Pretty much, okay. you know? And then um, uh, another guy came in because while, while this is going on, there's people coming in and out of the house doing transactions, buying drugs. Stuff. Mm. While me and him are on the ground, um, this guy hits, hits me in the back of the head with a gun, which split my head open. And they hit John maybe about four or five times. In the Pro- back of the head with a gun? Mm-hmm. He was completely broken. His back of his head was just gushing blood. There was blood everywhere. And you're looking at this. Yeah. While everything's fuzzy through your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made me duct tie his feet and his hands. Um, so made you tie your own friend up. Yeah. Mafia movie shit. Yeah. And then... Um, Next thing I know, they 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 make me stand up and they walk me to my car mm-hmm. and they put me in the trunk of my car. Yeah, and you had a Mustang. Yeah, I had a Mustang. Uh, they cleared my trunk. I, I used to have a sound system in my trunk. I remember, yeah. They cleared all that stuff out. They took out the speakers and everything, the so they already knew what they wanted to do. Yeah. So they put me in the trunk first and they closed it. Yeah, and, and you're then, in the middle of South Florida where, like, it's not like Miami. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? And then maybe about... 10 minutes later, they put him in the trunk. Okay. Right? So now... Is he conscious at this point? He, he's conscious. We're both conscious, right? Okay. And, you know, we're kind of talking. Me and him kind of trying to keep it quiet. And we're like, yo, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're just going to drop us in the middle of nowhere and just mm-hmm. leave us or or what? And next thing you know, we hear people getting in the car and the car pulls off. Okay. So now we're, we're driving... And I could see through the the hole where my antenna is, mm-hmm. you know, I could see lights. So I'm trying to see where we are, like if we stop, if we could like pull the handle, you know, in the trunk, how we go shit handle, yeah, and get out. But they they cut that wire, so the, the they, they cut the wire and yeah. everything. So these motherfuckers knew, yeah, they knew what, what they, they were doing, do, yeah. yeah. So we even though we tried pulling that, it wasn't opening the trunk. Okay. So at this point now, I'm going in and out of consciousness. 
Okay. Um, from the bleeding or just from like from the anxiety and everything anxiety, else? Anxiety, the Fear. bleeding, everything. Okay. Because I was, I had blood just gushing from the back of my head. It, it got to a point that my shirt that I had on was soaked with blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in and out, you know, he would wake me up like, yo, bro, you know, try to stay awake, don't fall asleep. Um, so... Were you guys high when you went to this house, or no. you guys were like going to pick up? He was, shit? yeah, he was going to go pick up. Okay. This was after school. Okay. He was going to go pick up, but that morning he picked up and everything mm-hmm. was fine. So it was like they planned it from that morning mm-hmm. to that evening. Yeah. You know. So um, come to find out, they drove us an hour and a half out of Orlando into. Um, Lake County mm-hmm. into a middle of an abandoned field. Um, so you guys are in a car in the trunk an hour and, and a half. Yeah, and I'm in a consciousness. I woke up for maybe the last twenty minutes of the car ride because mm-hmm. we we're bumping because we we're going over gravel and, and grass. Like that? Yeah. Okay. And so now we hear them get out of the car, and it's quiet. So me and him were like, "Okay, what's going on?" Next thing you know, we started smelling gasoline, mm-hmm. and then the car catching on fire from the front end of the car. So they threw gas on the car? Yeah, they, they gas on, on the outside, the inside of the car, everything like that. But not in the trunk? They didn't open the trunk or nothing yet? No. So once that happened, I had my, like a car tarp that you put for rain or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was still in the trunk. So we covered our faces with that for the smoke. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm I'm like, this is it. We're dead. This is how we die. Yeah. You know, just something let us burn alive in the trunk. It's just a fucking terrible way to go. Yeah. Next thing you know, the trunk opens. I look out and I just see gunshots. The, the flash. The flash. The so flash. once I saw that, I turned my body inwards. So now I'm facing. My back is facing the the, the outside, outside, and you're facing the back seat. Yeah. So he's he's first, I'm second. So he took one to the the side. Uh, he took one to the arm, and then he took one to the heart. So he was dead. Instantly. Yeah. So I he went to the heart. Hopefully. Yeah. Because if not, he suffered through it, and he just wouldn't couldn't hear anything. Well, no, just because when um when they shot, when I turned, mm-hmm. the bullet went in a, through and through my side. Okay. Right, the doctor ended up telling me later that if I didn't turn, it would have went into my lung and I probably would have died mm-hmm. there too. But when that happened, I played dead for like a good like five ten minutes. You know, while I, the car's on fire, mm-hmm. still... I, I could see the fire getting closer to the trunk. Mm-hmm. You know, I see, I see, I feel the heat and everything. But from being in the trunk and the gun going off. All I'm hearing is ringing. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't hear if anyone was still outside. I couldn't hear if they drove off into the car. Nothing. Or anything. They decided to stay still. Yeah. So eventually I started to slowly turn over. And by the time I fully turned, I saw there was no one there. And uh, I tried to shake him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I heard him take like like that last... like Gasp? Yeah. Like that last exhale, mm-hmm. you know. So I crawled over him and I felt the trunk, and I I tried to get him out of the trunk. But the trunk, not. they left the trunk open after they mm-hmm. shot into it. Yeah. So if they didn't leave that open, you would have been you would have had to go out the back seat and got burned and all that. Exactly. Shit. That or I would just 
died in the trunk if I couldn't get the back seat. Couldn't get out. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Are you thinking at that point like I'm gonna have to kick the shit out of the back of the trunk, or like how the fuck I'm gonna be able to break this latch? Well, I I I didn't hear the the trunk close, and I could I could still see like the smoke billowing out. Mm -hmm. So I knew it was still open at that point. You know. Um. But now, you know, I'm bleeding from my head. I'm bleeding from my side. I'm in so much pain. Mm-hmm. And, like, no no pun intended or anything. He's just straight dead weight at yeah. this point. Yeah, because he's lifeless. Yeah. So, I'm trying to pull him out the trunk. And I, I can't get him out. Can't grab him out. And the fire and all this shit's getting it's closer. It's getting closer. And my my glasses are popping out. The tires are popping. And every time something popped, I thought it was another gunshot. I yeah. thought someone was shooting. So, I'm dropping to the ground. You know, so it got to a point that I'm crawling away from my car, and I just stopped and I turned and I just saw my whole car and him engulfing flames. Mm. You know, so like Fuck. I still have nightmares now where I see him on fire. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but you tried your best. There was nothing you could do. Yeah. No, I I I understand that. You know, but it's still hard to. Yeah. No, it's still super traumatic. Yeah. So you're out of the car. What's yeah. next? What's in your mind? What's going on? Uh, at first, I, I sat there for like a good 20 minutes just watching the car burn. Mm-hmm. And then... And you had no cell phone or nothing? No, nope, I have no phone. They took my wallet. They took everything. Um, so, you know, like those those cow fences where they have the wooden poles and then barbed wire and then mm-hmm. another wooden pole? Yeah. So, it was just three three barbed wires. Right, so I was able to step on one, push one up, and go go through, through it. it. But it was now it's a dirt road. It's just all dirt, pitch black in the middle of Orlando. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's like when you're driving on. You could be walking um, into a chupacabra and you wouldn't even know. Exactly. Okay. It's like you you you're going down uh 27 and you have the, the orange fields on your side mm-hmm. and stuff. It, it's, yeah, like alligator alley style. Exactly. So I, I'm just walking because I could see light in the distance, and I can so like hit. fuck it, I gotta get to the light. Yeah. So it's kind of like an uphill walk. So I'm walking, <clears throat> and as I'm walking, I'm in my school stuff. So so I'm in my, my work boots because they're mm-hmm. you know still toe boots. So I, I'm stumbling, I'm falling, I'm getting up, I'm walking. Uh, I took I had a shirt and a tank top on. I took both of them off. I t- uh, tied them into a tourniquet around my. My abdomen. abdomen for the gunshot. So, um, as I get to the top of the hill, I realize that the lights are a lot farther than, than I thought. thought. Because I look closer. Yeah. So, now I'm like, shit, you know, whatever. I'm just going to keep walking in, the, in that direction. Hopefully, I find something. So, it's about, about 45 minutes I'm walking down this. And then it comes to a split. Either you go straight or you go... Right. So I'm standing there and I'm trying to listen for traffic because I can hear cars. But you don't know where they're at. Don't know where they're at. But it sounds more predominant to the right. So I'm okay. like, all right, I'm going to go this way. So now I'm walking for another about half an hour and I finally get to an interstate. But it's 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. Okay. You know, I'm trying to it's wait Orlando, down. not that many people are outside. Yeah. And... It's it's pitch black, you know. At this time of night, the average person is not gonna stop from random person, especially the yeah, like a guy that looks like he's homeless or something. Exactly, you know. But they were doing construction on the road, so I was trying to put barricades in the road to make cars stop. 
mm-hmm. but cars were swerving around the barricades, going over the median. So eventually, I see a stoplight. Maybe it looks like maybe a mile away. So I'm like, okay, if I can make it to that stoplight, I could. I'm bound to find the car right there. Mm-hmm. But while I'm walking there, I guess one of the people that I tried to wave down and whatnot called police and reported that there was someone putting barricades in the road or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then the cop found me while I was walking. And then from there, you know, I told them what happened. They they flew me back to Orlando in a helicopter. Okay. And then they found my car with John's body charred mm-hmm. in the trunk and everything. And um, I have a court date in October for their sentencing. Yeah, um, hopefully they get fucking they the get the gang life to death penalty. They're they're pushing for the death penalty. Hopefully, yeah. They, there's four of them. That they, they have yeah. arrested. Yeah, you don't got a name out of them or shit like that. Yeah. It's still open case. Yeah, but they're charged with... Uh, Kidnapping, murder... Yeah, uh, attempted manslaughter, manslaughter, uh, premeditated murder, arson, and kidnapping. Yeah, they're never seen day again. Yeah, so they, they're getting life or the chair. Hopefully the chair. Yeah, and they, they asked me if... If it came to it, if I if I would be okay with that, and I told him yeah, because I want justice for John, justice for yourself as well. They tried yeah. to kill both of you. No, yeah, because they, they fucking missed. Yeah, they well, succeeded in ninety nine percent of what they wanted to do. You're the one percent that they didn't succeed in. At the, at the end of the day, if me and John didn't die, I would have said just life in prison. No, you gotta kill them. Those are those are animals, bro. No, I, I know, but just the the way I my Your my mindset, mind yeah. yeah. But even but, after kidnapping and all that, yeah. they would have just left the car in the middle of nowhere and just left and us not there. tried to hurt you yeah. anymore. And then, I guess, yeah, then get caught, true. whatever. Yeah, life in jail, okay. You know, but John, he's never gonna see his daughter. His daughter is not not. Well, gonna, his mom's never gonna see her son again. Yeah, nothing. you know, like I, I spoke to his mom maybe two months ago. He has the same birthday as my mom, mm. which yeah, you just, told me. just passed. Just passed, though. And. Sorry. Bless you. Thank you. I want to call her, you know, on his birthday to see how she was doing, but I just haven't worked up the nerve yet. Yeah. You know, to call her again, but uh, I want to call her and see how she's doing because she she told me, you know, if I ever need to talk, that you know she's here for me, and I told her the same thing, like yeah. you know I'm here if she ever needs to talk, and she she told me that you know eventually we're gonna see each other. Because I used to talk to his mom and grandma every day. Because, like, whenever they spoke, she'd be like, oh, you know, let me talk to it. <clears throat> yeah. Or, you know, so, like, we, we, we had a relationship. You know, yeah. even though we didn't, never physically met, we still had a, a cordial relationship. So, she, you know, she thanked me for not leaving him. And she thanked me for being such a good friend to him. Because um, one of his friends, his best friend from Connecticut, had died when he was still living up there, and he was never close to anyone then. After oh, that, yeah. after that, until me. So you know, she she was grateful that I was there for him, and she knew I did all I could for him, and you know, she she was like that. She, he never sounded more happier than when he would talk about you know me and him together or whatnot. 
that you know when we do see each other, she wants to take me out for dinner, like her and her husband, and yeah, you know, just to kind of help each other, you know, yeah. move forward or whatnot. But you know that that was my biggest fear was talking to them at first before I did, you know, because I was like, what if they blame me for? What happened? Because I blame myself, you know, and well, there's nothing you could have done if you unless you would have walked in there with a you know a gun, yeah, knowing that something was gonna happen, and then you're a murderer. Exactly. You know, for someone else's like missteps, because it's not perfect, but it's you know it's something that he made a choice to do, and you know there's uh crime catches up and, mm-hmm. and drugs catches up and all that shit catches up, bro. Yeah. Lies, everything catches up, you know. You know, and since then, I've I've been trying to stay on the straight path, you know. Um, no more cocaine by a needle. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> at all, or at all. No, yeah, none, none of that stuff, you know, like, I'm not going to lie, like, I've been acid, you know. Yeah, like, acid. Yeah. How did that go? Oh, that, uh, I just did that Friday. <laughs> but I've done, I've done it a few times, but Friday was the last time I did it. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm, I always do it when I'm around, like, my brother or, mm-hmm. like, my close friends that I know nothing will happen, you know. Uh, What's it feel like to do acid? It's just very trippy. Very oh. like everything is very. Lucid. Yeah, you know, it's, it's as long as you're around a good group, you have fine, a, yeah. yeah. As long as no one fucks with you, and makes you think dark darks, you won't have a bad trip. You know. <laughs> I would just start playing like a Jeepers Creepers trailer. Yeah, see, look at this, bro. And that would fuck, and that make the person totally like freak <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I drink a little too much, I know. You know, I drink more than I should because when I drink, I get aggressive, I get depressed, I get, you know, I cut myself because I feel numb. But you haven't cut yourself anymore. Well, the last time was... Was the last time that you told me, right? Yeah, two weeks ago, yeah. And if you cut yourself again, I'm going to whip your ass. Yeah. But when I did this one, this one was really an attempt to, to end it. You know, because because of, of what my sister had said, yeah. and you know, and I, I hold my sister on such a high pedestal, even though she's younger than me, but she it's like know, the big sister, yeah. And you know, I do everything for her. Like I, as long I don't care what anyone thinks of me, other than my sister. At the end of the day, you know, like my friends, of course, you know, like I, I want you're people, a piece of shit. I want you guys <laughs> to see me in the good light. But I think you're really short. No, yeah. <laughs> But at the end of the day, if everyone came up to me and told me, oh, you're a piece of shit, you're worthless and this and that. You don't give a shit. I don't care. As long as my sister sees me in a good light. I'm kind of the same way. I only give a shit what Uni thinks. Especially after Miguel passed and, like, everything happened. Like, I was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Yeah. Like, that was the dude I love. This is the second person I love the most. Exactly. I don't give a fuck. Like, if you got something nice to say, okay, I appreciate it. But even when friends get out of line or they, like... When you open up to people, you take off the armor. So now they know where to put the knife. Exactly. And sometimes not everybody's going to be like, damn, Ish or Anthony, how are you? Sometimes they're like, oh, well, you're stupid because of this. Or like, mm-hmm. there's other girls in the world. They're like, you're, you're being sensitive or whatever the fuck it is. Cause yeah. It's super easy to stay in the, in, I call it the fucking hover lane. Like just everybody's in this lane. Let's stay here and not think about anything. Yeah. Let's not wonder if there's aliens. Not, let's not think about, you know, spiritual, intellectual growth, anything. Because if we just go in the straight line and we're fine with TGI Fridays and fucking chilies every Friday and having 20 bucks extra to go to the movies, we don't give a shit. Yeah. 
But then when you sit there, when, when you're growing up, like we had a lot of times when I was growing up, even when we were like 18, 19, when the group was still together, we'd go to the beach and like talk about like life, crazy shit. Exactly. All the shit that like, and now like none of that. They're so, they're deep materialistic, but shallow and spiritual and other shit. True. You know, which I always had that, but I pushed, I pushed it to the side a little bit, which I was like, oh, material stuff's important. But then after, you know, when Miguel passed away, like, like I said, I'm, you know, like I made the joke to your mom and your dad. I was like, oh, I've been adulting for like three weeks. So yeah. I'm fucking still learning. I'm like, I don't recognize myself from last year to this year, you know? Yeah. It's different. And you're, and they say your frontal lobe doesn't finish um, forming until you're 25 anyway. So exactly. I'm three years yeah. old. I'm three years old. I just turned 26, so I'm a year. Yeah, you're a year old. You're yeah. fucking a toddler walking around. Exactly. You know? <clears throat> and that's like, you know, when my, my best friend, Toonie, you know, you've, you've heard me talk about Toonie and whatnot. When, um, after I worked at the Venetian, when I came back from Orlando. Before I on the podcast, I have to fucking sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. It's all that coke we were doing before the podcast. Oh, yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the guy with the asthma inhaler. <laughs> I was chilling in my boyfriend's tree a lot, and we were doing acid and shrooms and. Is all this the dude I spoke to on uh, Facetime? This the other guy that you go to that you like? He's kind of like me. You said. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just moved to Costa Rica. Motherfucker, Costa Rica. Him uh, and two of his friends that they, they live on the farm. They have their own farm and they, they live on the beach. Why don't you move to Costa Rica? Well, they're just a different... They have a lot more money or something? Not much. Well, two of them have a lot more money. My friend Frenchie kind of is going to kind of build with them. But they're just on a different level than I am. Spectrum? Yeah. Like what? They're more... Ve- like Vegan? Yeah. They're, hippies? Yeah, they're more hippies. Is Frenchie a, v- a hippie too? Yeah. Fucking hippies. But, he, but when we talk, we talk about do, like... Does he do CrossFit? No, no. <laughs> But we talked about, like, spirituality and stuff like that, you know? So when I hung out with him, it, it was... We had that connection, yeah. you know? But then, you know, Tooney came to me one day and he's like, you know, you're you're just a broken person trying to cover up everything with drugs and this and that. What? And I've known him since I was 13. So for him to tell me he sees me as a broken person, that hit me like a truck. You know, that hit me... I think everybody's broken, though. Yeah, but hearing it, you know, from someone that you hold at a high esteem or close to you, it, it just hit me very hard. And me and him haven't been the same close ever. since. Yeah. Huh. You know, like we, we, well, after him and my sister dated, you know, that, that put a strain on the friendship anyways, mm-hmm. because he didn't want to come around and see her and then... She you didn't know, really want him around. Yeah, him. it was just, you know, it was just rough. That's why I never wanted any of my friends to date my sister. Yeah. But after he said that to me, like, I I haven't seen him in maybe like two, three months. Were you guys like drinking or something, hanging out? And it no, just came out of the blue it, it or you were was, like sitting, chilling? I was home. He was at his, he lived right on the street. Mm. And he, um, we had a group chat on, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And this was with just random people that no one knew. This was just a, a group chat for people that were into shrooms and like spirituality and stuff okay. like that. And he was putting all my business kind of out there on on the group chat, but bitching at Frenchie about it, mm-hmm. saying how Frenchie's a bad influence and all this stuff. So that I texted him, I'm like, "Yo, like, wh- 
So he's like the higher than mighty guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm here and you're there, so I'm gonna tell you what's wrong. Yeah, he he, he gets that complex. Yeah, he's not that he, guy. he's not like that all the time though. He 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 gets that complex sometimes. You know, people that have that though are that. I guess. You know. You know, because he was that was my gym partner for like a good two three years. That me and him were inseparable. Yeah. You know, my, well, me and my best friend Jose were inseparable too. And, yeah, my mom used to joke around. She used to call him Tuna. His last name is Tunon. So his nickname was Tuni. She used to call him Tunessa as the girl version, <laughs> saying that he was my girlfriend yeah. because he was always here. Yeah, you know. And then now it's just like I don't see him. Like Friday night, I had the whole group over that normally he'd be here, mm-hmm. and he didn't respond to the the group text or nothing. Oh, and he didn't even show up. Like literally, it's a ten minute walk from my house to his house. You know, the only time I see him is if he's at my brother's house. Because they're working on the on the drift car, you know, and I don't go over there often, so it's, you know, it's maybe like once every month or two months I'll see him, and it's like we'll talk a little bit about the car, and that's really yeah. the most of our conversation goes. It's not like it used to be, you know, and like I said, a lot of it comes from him dating my sister and that strain, like we kind of drifted apart there. And then when he said what he said, I took it personal because that's like a, an older brother telling me that, you know, because he, he was my brother's friend originally. They're, they're the same age, you know, mm-hmm. he's older, but I, I was introduced to that group when I was 13. Yeah. So from 13 to 26, you know, 13 years, yeah. you know, that I grew up, you know, with him. So it, it, it's just been hard, you know. But I guess people come and go, you know, that's life, you know, I'm not close, as close with him, but I'm close with you, you know, we have these talks, and we don't talk all the time, but when we do, it's always something meaningful, or, you know, you get on my ass about doing stupid shit, you know. Like me breaking your arm next time you try to cut your wrist, so you can't cut your wrist, because your arm is fucking broken. You know, but... I always say in a time like that, like, shoot me a text. It doesn't matter what time it is. Yeah. Like, shoot me a text. If I roll over, I'm fucking like, hey, what's up? You know, like, and you just got to talk. And you're like, all right, fucking somebody's there listening. Yeah, but it's just, at the, <clears throat> when I get to those, when I get to that point, is when I feel I'm the most alone. And I, I don't even want to reach out to anyone. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I, I need to learn the the stage right before that where I could reach out. Or avoid it. Or avoid it, yeah. Like avoid it two or three stages before. Yeah, like last night, like Like I said. Don't even let it get to fourth down, like at third down, pass the fucking ball and be like, all right, fuck this. You know, once I felt myself getting worked up last night, I turned my TV off, I went to my sister's room, and I just, I laid next to my sister and slept in her bed. You know, I'm 26 years old, she's 22, but... And at the end of the day, she's my sister, and, and... Tell her she looks 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she looks so You know? <laughs> Fuck you, Anthony. <laughs> and uh, we were laying back to back. I had my headphones on, and she just put her arm over and just rubbed my back, because she knew that's all I needed to calm down. My little sister used to do that, too. Well, not... Well, Jose's little sister. Yeah. Like when, when I helped Mar- Mar- uh, Marissa, 
when she went through like her worst time, I was the only one that I was there that could understand her. Mm-hmm. And like every time I would like this was in my party stages, so I would get there like at two or three in the morning, like hammered. Yeah. And I'd fucking just go to bed, and she'd like Big Bear, you know, and she'd talk to me about a boy or whatever it was. She was thirteen at the time. Just talk to me about everything. You know, I'd fucking pass out, wake up in the morning, like breakfast was there. Like she was just excited that I was there. Yeah. It's like a puppy. You know, and even if I like, if I'll be like, yo, you're like, you don't love this fucking kid. You're 13 years old. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Or like, hey, we're going to go to the movies today. Or we're going to go do this. Like she had somebody there and I don't even talk to her anymore. It's crazy for eight or nine. So she was 21. I fucking raised her, yeah. helped do everything, you know, <clears throat> even lost a girlfriend over her. Cause like the girl didn't like her and they had like, they, they were hanging out and they butted heads or whatever. And then she was like this, this and that. And I was like, yo, you called my sister, my little sister a bitch. Yeah. Like, I was like, nah. This is a done deal, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, even though I know she's a bitch, come and tell me so exactly. I can call her attention. Don't yeah. fucking tell her she's a bitch. Come and be like, hey, your sister was acting like a fucking asshole today. You know, like, go talk to her. Exactly. Right, I'll go talk to her. I'll see what's wrong. Yeah. Don't fucking have the whole argument and then wait for me to hear from her first. Exactly. While I'm at work and be like, oh, what the fuck? Okay, this happened. All right. So then when you talk to me, like, hey, what's up? How's your day? I'm like, my day is fucking fantastic. What the fuck about you? You're already pissed. Yeah. In that mindset, you know? Especially when it's a fixing project, like you're fixing like shit that they have wrong or you're trying to fix. I wouldn't say fix because I don't think I'm that important to fix anything. Yeah. But I've been there for a lot of people when they've been um, like down in the dumps, I guess, you know, yeah. down well, in the dumps, suicidal. Where, where I've been. Which is crazy because I've had depression and suicidal thoughts for a long time. Yeah. And it never... But my I mom built me too fucking hard-headed, like too Spartan-like. Yeah, to for to, to give into give it. into it. So like I know it's there. It's like I walk and the Grim Reapers right there on my left side, and I look at him and I'm just like, "Fuck you, bro." Yeah. You're not gonna fucking win. But sometimes he gets close to me and I'm like, "Ah, fuck shit!" Like I feel that. Yeah. That weirdness. I feel that anger and like all that other shit. And then you get mad about shit that's like 20 years ago. You know, you get mad about oh, fucking yeah. everything. I'm telling you, some nights I have, <clears throat> I have memories that come back to middle school. And give me anxiety. And I'm like, why the fuck am I thinking about this? This has no relevance you know to anything You know what sucks is when you get life. older is like you catch that stuff. You know, like it's like the butterfly effect. Like when you're young, like your dad might have smacked you. Mm-hmm. And it didn't do nothing to you. But then when you're 26, you're like, it smacked you. And then you remember how you felt. Yeah. And you're like, I didn't like, like from there on, I looked at him different. Or I thought about this different or like something. And then it translates to now and you catch the meaning and then you're like... I don't fucking like them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my mom did shit to me that now I look at it, I'm like, that's fucking wrong. Like, that's incorrect. You shouldn't have done that. Exactly. Like, you know, why was I so aggressive? You fucking built me aggressive. Mm-hmm. What the fuck did you think was going to happen if you just build a... Like, she always she always said that... Um, she used to say this all the time. Not always, but I mean, yeah, a lot of times. That, you know, since my brother was the mentally ill one, my brother always had her love. My love was different. But she always said that she, you know, she's not raising, she's building. Okay. So it's funny. It's like an android, like universal soldier type shit. Like I'm not raising my son. Yeah. I'm building, building him. Okay. For the day that I'm not here, he can take care of him and his brother. Yeah. Which is the whole plan, which is why I tell people all the time, like I would have been able to deal with it a lot better if it would have been my mom that was in this situation and mm-hmm. passed away than my brother. Exactly. Because that's the only dude I loved. Like, yeah. That was love from like, from when I was a child. When I wasn't big enough, I could, I would throw him on my back. And, like, drag him around. And his legs were fucked up. He couldn't walk. But I was like, he was perfect to me. Yeah. You know. So, it's one of those fucking things. And even now, I mean, today is the fourth. Yesterday was the fourth. So, it was eight months. The eight-month anniversary. Oh, shit. Yeah, bro. That shit fucking... I remember, bro. It was crazy. Because I was on the phone with my aunt right before he passed away. And she's like, do you want to say something? 
And I was like, no, I can't. Heads up, the master recorder, 60 minutes. Keep an eye on them. All right.